Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the Fastlane on 101 ESPN with former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter, and we are fired up for our next guest. We had an opportunity, I think on several occasions, we've had Leo Mazzoni on the show. Uh, we, we love him, former pitching coach, of course, of the Braves. And Leo always brings the heat. Leo, we appreciate we appreciate you coming on. Like I said, it's been about, I think this is the third time we've had you on the show, and uh, you're instant offense, my friend. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. You know, the the greatest fans in the world are right where your show's coming from. That's Damn right. Sure. One yeah. of the greatest. All right, Leo, the hockey guy here talking. And uh, now I'm, I'm known now as the baseball guy because, you know, I, I've educated myself quite a bit. But, Leo, I have to ask you this. What's with this five and dive stuff out of starting pitchers these days? Well, uh, yeah, it, it, it really uh, – uh, it kind of insults my intelligence, to be honest with you. And I, and I think they're brought – is it that they want to come out? That's just how everybody's brought up now. And for some stupid reason, they do that. And, you know, just think about it. And the rest of our lives, you guys, you guys longer than me, you won't see five starters making all their starts anymore on one team. Not only for a year, but maybe for a couple of weeks. And the, and the, the fact that they're only going five – is still mind-boggling, you know. I saw where somebody had a complete game the other day, and I said, hey, he's going to get my vote for the Cy Young for crying <laughs> You know, but, you know, it's it's just the way it is. And then what happens is, with with a lot of major league clubs, you're overexposing your bullpen. And when you overexpose your bullpen, then that creates weaknesses in itself. So you're, the, the emphasis has to be put on starting pitching and – you know, no, not to, not. And here's the other thing too. I mean, I think in St. Louis's case, they're missing that Hall of Fame catcher behind the plate. You know, I mean, calling the game and and, and usually having pitchers having a tremendous amount of confidence in what what he calls. But that's that's in a lot of places like that. And now, if pitchers have to depend on calling a game themselves, they don't know how to do it. And 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 that's all dictated from when they sign, what they go through in the farm system, how they're being brought brought up still having all these arm problems, all these injuries, and it's all because every pitcher in baseball now tries to get the hitter to swing and miss. What is wrong with pitching the contact on the end or on the handle? That would get your pitch counts down. And there's the other thing, pitch counts. You realize that the genius of Bobby Cox, and he taught me this and I used it my entire career, was you had a – uh, it wasn't the pitch count that was important. It was going to be the max out inning. For example, hey, Leo, 
Glavin going to max out this inning? Yes. Okay, if he's going to max out this inning, I don't care what his pitch count is. This is the last inning he'll pitch. Hey, Leo, is Glavin going to do a max out inning? I said, nope, he's still on, on a reg- regular effort basis. He goes, well, then I don't care what the pitch count is. I'm not taking him out. So that's more important. that was more important to us is the amount of effort. Now you see guys just rearing back and firing as hard as they can, and the relievers are doing the same thing, breaking balls more than fastballs, below average fastball command, and that's why you have injuries are occur from overexertion, overextension, and trying to throw, see how damn hard you can throw the ball instead of pitching. And that's not, you know, let's look. I'm not old school. I believe in. I believe there's a place for some analytics. But look what Texas is doing. Which good luck going in there. You know, <laughs> you got you got Boshi in there. You know, old school combined with the new school. You right. got Maddox, the pitching coach, combining it both. You have Snicker in Atlanta, combining it both. You know, hell, the Cardinals had a manager that took them to the division, got them to the postseason three years in a row, and they. I don't know what happened to him. They didn't. They didn't rehire him. Hey, Leo, you were you were talking about you know the the system, the minor league system, and things like that. And mm-hmm. I, sometimes I laugh when uh, there there are things said about kind of like the new era of kids, right? Oh, they don't do this. They don't do that. Do they don't do this. And my first thought is, well, how were they taught? You know, it's at what mm-hmm. point you, do you, do you look at the parents and say? Okay, were we teaching them anything, or we just expect them to come out of the womb? So, how much do you think what we're seeing now with starting pitching, five and dive guys rearing back and going, all that, is a product of the systems breaking down, where we're not, you know, the teams are teaching them to call their own games, to know how to pitch deep into games. How much is 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 the blame on the organizations? It's it's more of the blame on systems than it is the actual pitcher himself. Because if you talk to a pitcher, most pitchers will tell you, you're, you're taking me out in the six and I've got a good game going just because somebody got a hit and analytics say you got to roll it over. No, you don't. you got to watch your pitcher and see if he's still pitching good. I mean, I couldn't think of a better example than Snell in the postseason a few few years ago, you know, a couple years ago when uh, when he had a great game going. They took him out in the six, and the other team was couldn't believe it. They were tickled to death when they were taking him out. And here's the, but then here's here's the opposite end of it. I've seen a pitcher get taken out with a no hitter going after five, and he's tickled to death. He's in the dugout laughing. If I'm a pitcher and I'm taking somebody out after five or six, and he's got a no hitter going, he should be throwing stuff. He should be tearing that dugout apart, saying, "What are you doing?" But guess what? It starts now in travel ball. It starts right there when they say. You got to hit a certain number on a radar gun in order to uh, uh, make a team. And I, I've talked to some college coaches, even small colleges, where I like to see some kids get a chance to pitch that aren't going to go to a major school. And I've seen them pitch, and I've seen them pitch well. And I know damn well they can pitch for Division two teams or colleges. And they'll say, "Well, no, no, he didn't show up enough on the, on our on our gun. He didn't show up show us enough power." I said, "Yeah, but all he does is win everywhere he goes." You know, everywhere since he's grown up, all he does is win because he can change speeds and keep guys off balance. So, and even today, as hard as guys swing it, I would think it should be easier to keep them off balance. So, but, you know, what do we know, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Leo, you you talked uh, just a minute ago about you know, not having the Hall of Fame catcher here in St. Louis right mm-hmm. now in Yadier Molina. And 
One, I, I couldn't agree more with you. I think the Cardinals got so used to having the luxury of Yadier Molina that they were probably caught a little bit off guard with the you know the addition of William Contreras. But to, to isolate that right there, you know, how challenging can that be for both the pitching staff, the players, the staff included, and the catcher to create that chemistry or to get to know each other? Very challenging. And I think the, the people that have to take charge of that are the pitchers themselves. You know, when, when you have Molina back there, you just you just throw what he you know you, he knows what he's doing. You just throw what he puts down. I mean, you're going to be very confident. Plus, the fact is that the catcher has that has to know every pitcher's strength, especially in the starting rotation, and the analytic people have to know every every pitcher's strength as far as your starting rotation, because you can't call the same game for everybody. You can't go call the same game for Wainwright as you're going to call for somebody else. Of course, Wainwright knows what he's doing, but he's toward the end of his career and, and, and a great pitcher. So you have to understand these things. It just can't be percentages and numbers and you throw up here for this guy, you throw up here. We based our entire attack all the years that I've been a pitching coach. And I don't care about, oh, well, that's you. That's, you, know, you, only, you can do it because of your guys. No, 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 no. We did it for 15 years and they weren't there all that time. The thing is, is that you allow the pitchers to have a say in the pitch selection. You have to know from your upstairs people, from your catcher, from your manager, from your pitching coach, all working together to go to the pitcher's strength that you have on the mound that day. For example, if I had, we were facing a ball club, I had to tell you the greatest scouting report I ever had. We had Steve Avery, 21 years old, 1991. 21. He won 18 games during the regular season. He went. He went down the stretch. He was the Dodger killer down the stretch. Okay, we're we're in Pittsburgh and we're down three games to two at Three Rivers against that great Pirates club with Bonds, Van Slyke, and that whole gang. Whew. And here I am walking. We of course, you know, you go over the Pirate hitters and this and that. And I never told a guy you can't throw this guy this. I always gave him five or six ways you could get him out. So anyway, after we do that, you know, do we go all the blah, 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 blah. I mean, you know, so now we're walking down the bullpen, down the left field line. And I said, Steve, you got this figured out? He goes, yeah, Leo, I sure do. I said, damn, tell me. <laughs> he, he, he goes, I'm going to go warm up, find out what I've got, and pitch accordingly. And I said, you know what, Steve? That's better than any scattering report I've ever heard. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't for you can't force a guy to go to a location yeah. or force a guy to throw a particular pitch when that's not his strength. The, Leo, this is and by the way, we're talking to Leo Mazzoni, Braves Hall of Famer, World Series champion, pitching coach for the Braves uh, and Orioles. Leo, what you what you said is kind of the theme, right? It's it's the conver- it's the conversation we're having about there has to be there has to be a balance. We you understand you need the numbers to evaluate certainly, but if you're only being driven by the numbers. You don't have the feeling. Right. Might not have the curveball today. You might you, you might be gassed. What it's right. you know June or July in St. Louis pitching in July in St. Louis a lot different than pitching in April in St. Louis. I mean, there's there's all sorts of things. Leo, my my question for you and, and you you brought up Bobby. You you were besides Bobby Cox for a long time. Um, 
how much is it too where we see this front a lot of front offices hiring inexperienced guys that know the analytics but a lot of it's driven from the front office as opposed to what you're saying with bobby cox sitting there understanding a feel for a clubhouse his guys bruce bochy same deal how much does it fall on you know the, the choices of some of these managers as well well, I think when you you know the, you do the interview and you do this, you do that, you do your due diligence, that's for sure. But you know what? Do you want a guy that knows what he's doing down the dugout, or do you want a yes man? Right, you know? right. I mean, you can look at it and say, you know, some of you old guys that are getting older, like, oh, hey, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, Zoni's, you know, he's getting older now. He he's not going to listen to nobody if he, you know, if he was being an advisor or something. No, no, of course not. Uh, of course, I would listen. But you got to you, you got to balance it out. You got to use the analytics and then tell everybody how you were able to make 531 starts in a row with your same guys, pretty much, you know, for four for four years or so, and tell tell them how you did it. And now I heard somebody on TV. They called in and they said, "Do do the, does, does anybody use Mazzoni's programs anymore?" Well, they said, you know, the answer was, well, in, in, in his day, using his programs meant that you had to throw a lot to build up arm strength. And they've proven scientifically now with all the science that goes on that that's, you don't have to do that anymore. Well, that's BS because we weren't throwing all the time to build up arm strength. We were throwing all the time, controlling our efforts so we could locate our pitches better, and you didn't have to, you know, crank out 100% as all the time. Yeah. That's why we did it. It had nothing to do with building up arm strength. Hell, you already got the arm strength. That's why you're there. Right. Yeah, that's very true. But maximizing the effort, not necessarily the, the volume. Right. And here's the other thing, too. When you bring a pitcher into the, into, the, into, the, into the farm system, into your organization, the best thing you can do is leave him alone, whether it's a hitter or a pitcher, instead of saying, oh, well, we got to tweak this guy. Well, how do you know how much you have to tweak somebody because he signed for a particular reason, whether it was a hitter, pitcher that threw well, why do you have to tweak anybody? Why don't you let him pitch or let him hit? And then if you see that and he's okay, then leave him alone. Leo, you talk about uh, guys being able to pitch and locate and, and being pitchers, not throwers. Well, we got a pretty good one here for many, many years now, and you know this guy pretty well, Adam Wainwright. He's had mm-hmm. a very decorated career, uh, surefire Cardinals Hall of Famer, maybe, maybe a baseball Hall of Famer. We'll see. Time will tell. But he's having a tough go here. The end of last season right. did not end up the way he wanted. There were some injuries. I uh, started mm-hmm. the season kind of the same way, and he just hasn't been able to find his his stuff here so far this season. Mm-hmm. As a pitching coach, uh, you know, how do you handle that? How do you approach a guy like Adam Wainwright, who is such a veteran on the last year of his career, things aren't going right. well? You, Leo Mazzoni, how would you approach that? Well, it's very simple. I can use a good example. John Burkett, remember John Burkett? Oh yeah, a right-handed pitcher. He was he was toward the end of his career. And Tampa Bay was letting him go. I think uh, so, Bobby. We're down in Venezuela, and he's throwing in an exhibition game down there. We went down there to honor Galarraga, and so anyway, Bobby comes up to me and says, "Leo, he says we want to take a crack at uh, uh, Burkett." And I said, "Yeah, I've always seen, loved how he pitched, especially in San Francisco, but that was you know a while ago." And uh, 
He said, let's take a shot at him. I said, let's do it. Well, we get Berkey over there, and here I'm finding out he's not throwing any more fastballs anymore. It's the fastballs his show pitch, and he well, didn't throw hard. He was 85 miles an hour. In today's game, that's probably 90. Um, but, it, you know, and, it, and I said, look, I said, Berkey, you know, your slider, it just kind of hangs around home plate too long. I don't think it's a very good pitch, but I love your curveball, and I love your changeup, and I love your fastball because you can locate it. I said, so why don't you shove the, shove the slider and go with those three? And I said, and in any type of slider situation, throw a heater. Well, he, he stuck it up Pittsburgh's butt. So Mulholland, uh, Randy, uh, Mulholland, the hit pitcher I had, went over to Pittsburgh. He's come running over to the dugout the next day and said all the pirate hitters were saying, where's all the junk this guy's supposed to throw? <laughs> you know. And so anyway, that's how Berkey was able to rejuvenate his career by, because here's what happens. Adam has so much knowledge, and it's all about, you know, tricking and not tricking somebody, but executing pitches, of course. That's what it always is. But some guys, when they get into something like that, they resort to more trickery than they do actual command of a fastball and having something come in behind it. So if I had I had Adam, I said, you know what, Adam, if we got two going today, we're going to win. And if we got three going, if we're locating three, we're going to throw a shutout. If we got two going, we're going to win, but if we get narrowed down to one, we're going to lose, and you're going to have the same problem. So, but then you have, you know what though, you got to work on it in the bullpen. If you're not throwing, you can't figure the damn thing out. No kidding, absolutely, Leo. We always love having you on the show. You always bring us so much uh, insight, and you have a way of simplifying things. And uh, I'm sure it's one of the many reasons why you were one of the best, my friend. So, thank you for joining us, and we'd love to have you on the show again down the road. Absolutely, and tell Cardinal fans to be patient because they're in a division that they could still they're going to they're only what seven out or I don't know what it is seven out or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, we were ten out in July in 1993, <laughs> and we caught the Giants. So have faith, Cardinal fans, because you're in a division that still you can still catch somebody. There you go, Leo. Well said. Thank you, my friend. You got it, my friend. Take care. Bye. All right, that's Leo Mazzoni, one of the absolute best. We love having him on the show. Atlanta Braves pitching coach. Do you think Leo would adopt me? Yeah, I do. Yeah. You're a, I should mean, have asked him. Missed opportunity for sure. Yeah, but I think I think he would adopt you. Yeah, Jamie. Just love Leo. Let's get into some of the things he said. We'll we'll spend a couple of minutes talking about some things, reacting to what Leo said there, and and really, it's about it's not about all analytics or all quote unquote old school old school baseball. It's it's about finding the balance. He clarified it very much, and so. a lot of the things that Jamie, your point there, a, a lot of the things that Leo just said, I think really illustrated that. So we'll get into that next on 101 ESPN.